It's time for the Crash Report. Available on all podcast platforms. The Crash Report starts now. Yo, what's happening? It's the Crash Report. I am Logan Crash, whatever the hell you want to call me. Of course, here with Trent, the Coral Creature. Trent, yo! Yo, what's up? Uh, I do have some uh, disappointing news for you, Trent. What's that? Um, but before we do that, I guess we should say hi to Caitlin. Caitlin, hello. Hi. How are you? Good, how are you? I'm fantastic. Before you tell me the disappointing news, I cannot hear anything through my headphones other than the music. Really? Yeah. Oh. Is that a me issue? I'm using a new headset, so. Probably a you issue. Caitlin, can you hear everything all right? Yeah. Trent is the only guy I know that has problems with headphones all the time. Well. Can never get it right. Everybody else never has an issue. It's just bad luck, I guess. But yeah, I hear the music, can't hear anything else, so I think these headphones are shit. (laughs) Uh, Josh Todd from Buckcherry here this week. Uh, I will say my headphones do sound a little weird. My headphone it sounds very, uh, I don't know, it just sounds different than it normally does. Hmm. Whatever. Uh, but yeah, Josh Todd from Buckcherry here this week. Uh, a lot to get to. We have two pages of notes for yeah, that. I'm excited for it. Make sure you stick around. This episode brought to you by Major Awesome Hot Sauce. You can go to their website, majorawesome.com. Use code CRASH to check out for 10% off. Uh, and hit them up on Instagram at Major Awesome Hot Sauce. Thank you for not forgetting about that this week, Logan. Yes, I didn't forget about it last week either. No, but two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, I totally <laughs> forgot till the end. You gotta bust your balls a little bit about it. Uh, Trent, are you ready to hear the bad news? Is it only bad news? No good news? Uh, it's bad news for you. Oh, unfortunately. Am I getting fired? Nope. Oh, okay. Nope, no. <laughs> But, unfortunately, last week, you'll recall, we played Are You Smarter Than a Freshman? Yes. So, there was actually an error, though. And you are You're ex- kidding. You are not the winner. And oh, I am bullshit. Not I'm not kidding. Bullshit. I'm not kidding. You, you. How do you get an error? What? What is the error? You'll have to yell at Caitlin. I didn't put it together. Caitlin is the fucking one that put it together. I wasn't wrong. It she was wasn't just... wrong, but... Uh, you know, you know, it's really hard for me to be mad at you, Caitlin, but if you're going to fuck up like this... I love yeah. how she, she probably purposely didn't isn't showing any cleavage today either because of last week. Yeah, God knows we wouldn't stop talking. I wouldn't. Stop yeah, talking you about wouldn't it. stop talking about. And then it. Cody said that uh, Caitlin caught him uh, looking at her. every single time you would bring it up, he would go like this. <laughs> See, like what? See, I'm the respectful one out of the group. I didn't even bring I it guess up. So, but yes, uh, Cody the alcoholic is actually the winner of Are You Smarter Than a Freshman? Give it a year. That I do have. Let's see here. <laughs> Give it a year. That alcohol will get to his head more, and then I'll I could win that shit. Watch. Well, probably. I also think those questions were a little difficult. To be fair, that's but, not what I was expecting. But I will tell you what. Let's see. I do have audio here. I can show you the exact moment that you lost, and hilariously, it was the first question of the game. Hopefully, what I'll be able to hear it. Scientific theory is associated with Charles Darwin. Cody, do you want to steal? Survival of the fittest. Okay, that is incorrect. <laughs> I thought uh, it was kind of funny. I thought it was a stupid answer. 
He was right? He was right. Wait, how did we... Kaylin, how did you fuck that up? Well, she didn't well, fuck it up. <laughs> what? <laughs> We're all idiots here. <laughs> and uh, I guess uh, the question was, what theory is associated with Charles Darwin? The question is... Uh, the answer was um, the theory of evolution. Mm. But survival of the fittest is actually part of the theory of evolution. Well, that's only part. It's not the whole answer. So how could you get on the point if it's not the actual? Well, because it wasn't, you know, it was what scientific theory, and technically that is a theory that just happens to be a part of the it's bigger only, theory. Yeah, it's only part of that theory. So well, I think Trent, you if you take, You point. know what? Actually, don't take issue with me. Don't take issue with Caitlin. You actually, you need to take issue with Eric. Oh, Eric, Eric is the one that pointed out the mistake, and I said, well, how do you know? I guess he's got a tattoo of Charles Darwin on his arm. Does he really? I guess so. He's got a monkey with uh, Charles Darwin's head. <laughs> uh, can you send us a picture of that? I, I kind of want to see that. Yeah, he covers all his tattoos, I guess. I didn't even know. He's got, like, so many tattoos, but he oh, covers them all up. Uh, man, I got to tell you, though, I saw something today, and I am just completely fucking scarred for life. Yeah, you are saying mean, that before the show, and I was just like, what the fuck can this be? I was disgusted. I mean, completely <laughs> disgusted. I mean, it's hard to scar you and get you disgusted, so this must have been some real shit. Well, uh, we're all familiar with the band called Megadeth, correct? Correct. Caitlin's got that look. She's yeah, never heard of Megadeth. I'll give her a pass on that one. The bass player, David Ellison, who I, I know the guy. Not that well, but I do know the guy. Okay. <laughs> So he, uh, I don't even know where to begin with this. I came across this article of, uh, it said, David Ellison denies accusations of grooming an underage girl. Oh boy. And I thought, all right. So I go read the article. And what's interesting about this is that uh, the quote unquote victim said that uh, it was totally consensual. And because somebody else called him out. Okay. <laughs> so what was really weird about this whole thing, though, was that uh, he would send her videos. <laughs> and I came across the videos when oh, no. I was trying to look it up on Twitter. Oh, I'm sorry. Whatever you saw. <laughs> it was videos Wait. of David Ellison from Megadeth jacking off. And splooging all over the place. Oh, my God, dude. I'm talking, he's standing there, cranking it out, fucking jizz going everywhere. I mean, it Yikes. was fucking, it was horrible. It was horrible. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, and then there's a vi- there's, and there's tons of different videos. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's that one. There's another one of him dropping his pants to reveal his cock. There's another one of him playing with himself through how, his pants. How did you find this again? Where was this? <laughs> where, where, where was this? I saw the videos on Twitter. Oh, okay. I guess. Okay, now listen. I, when I went to Twitter, had I known that that was going to be what I saw, I probably wouldn't have watched it. Right, like who, <laughs> you know, whose Twitter was it on? Was it just people like... Well, what had happened was the girl had sent these videos to somewhere, somebody she knows. Okay. And, and I don't know if it's the person that she sent the videos to or what, but um, the videos got leaked over the weekend. Okay. And some, you know, cancel yeah. this guy, blah, blah, blah. He's a pedophile, this and that. Now, the weird thing is, is that she says that, to, well, you know what? Let me just read their statements. Because he made a post, and I went to go to his Instagram today, and um, at some point between me seeing the article and me going to his Instagram, he made his account private. 
Oh. Yeah. So, but his statement, he said, the videos were released with ill intention by a third party who is not authorized to have them or share them. While certainly embarrassing, I want to address it as openly and honestly as possible. As much as it's not something I'm proud of, these were private adult interactions that were taken out of context and manipulated to inflict maximum damage to my reputation, my career, and family. The other party involved has made a statement, which you can see below. I thank her for doing so and hope that this clarifies that the situation was not at all not at all as presented, which was him grooming an underage girl. Mm-hmm. Now, the girl, she posted today, I'm the girl people are talking about in the post about David Ellison right now, and I just want to tell my side of the story because people are sharing misinformation and the situation is getting out of hand without the truth being out there. Yes, those videos calls did happen, but I was the one to initiate them, and never was I underage. I was always a consenting adult. Nothing inappropriate ever happened before that. It was all consensual. I'm not a victim, and I have not been groomed in the slightest, as I was the one to initiate it. In the end, it was all consensual and all online. I don't know how it got to this point. Probably because you're sending out the fucking videos. Right. But a lot of information (laughs) is being left out by the people purposely trying to harm him. I would ask that anyone sharing these personal private videos or any misinformation about them to please stop. Okay, well, for one, you shouldn't have sent the fucking videos. Yeah, come on. That that wasn't bright at all. Why in the world are you sending those out? But the thing that I cannot figure out is uh, I can't figure out the girl's age. Because it is fucking creepy either way because I think he's in his 50s and she is probably early 20s. And I don't know how long ago this happened, but, I mean, trust me, you could tell he's fucking old. Um, <laughs> uh, but, but no, it was... Uh, uh, how low were those balls hanging, low? <laughs> I don't know. Um, he did have a pretty, pretty big penis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah? Uh-huh. Uh, you know, the weird thing is, though, that he's always pushing his Christianity and he's a Lutheran pastor at a mm. church. I think he's been doing that for over a decade. So uh, it's just, it's always these fucking Christians, man. It always is. It's oh. these really religious people. It always is. And everybody has those skeletons in the closet, man, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I, I uh, not to sympathize with the guy, but I do kind of feel bad for him. As long as the girl's not underage, I yeah. mean, his whole life is kind of destroyed now. Oh, yeah. Because he's certainly going to be removed from Megadeth, I'm sure. You really think so? Yeah, I think so. I mean, if I mean, there's dude, not. He cheated on his wife, too. Don't forget that. He's been married almost 30 years. Okay, I don't, I don't think I kicked somebody out of the band for just cheating on a wife. Though. No, but I mean, who's to, I mean, uh, who's to say? I mean, what would it's creepy, dude? Would you want to work with a guy? Let's say you and I are doing this show. We're in our fifties, and uh-huh. you find out that I send uh, pictures of the Cripcock and videos of it to a girl, you know, in her early twenties. That's kind of fucking weird, I think. I mean, I can't judge you because it's legal. It's just like, you know, if it's legal, man. You know, if that's what you or, if you and that girl are into, then, you know, whatever. I don't care. Uh, don't affect my life. I don't know. Would you ever get with a 50-year-old guy, Caitlin? That'd be kind of fucking weird. So, no, I mean, I some can't. girls are just into much older guys. No, they're into rock stars. That's <laughs> what it is. They went to some of that money. Oh, man, it was funny. Back in the day, uh, actually at a Buckcherry concert, I remember she mentioned it specifically. My friend... Uh, that was my age at the time, girl, hot girl, was really into her. But I met her at the Buckcherry show, and my dad came with me. She first was like, you know, I'd totally rather fuck your dad. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh straight God. up. Sure. Like, as soon as she saw him, I was like, I'd totally rather fuck your dad. I'm like, Jesus Are you Christ. <laughs> I knew, uh, I knew uh, one girl in particular, she wanted to have a threesome with me and my biological father. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, she was into me, and she also thought my dad was hot. <laughs> 
Jeez. <laughs> Would you go through with that or? <laughs> I don't think so. Although my relationship with my biological father is really more of like a, uh, it's like a friendship. Yeah. More so than, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's always talking about, you know, trying to get bitches and all that kind of shit, you know? Yeah, that's kind of the vibe I've gotten from the way you talk about it. Yeah, he's all about that fucking muff, man. <laughs> so so is it, if that girl is hot enough, would you? Or uh, I don't know. It'd be weird because it is my dad, but I don't know. It could be a good story to tell on the podcast, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it'd be great for the show. <laughs> oh, man. You know, when I was, uh, I was trying to come up with that uh, squirting sound effect that I was playing during the... Uh, the David Ellison thing. And See, I, never, I can't even hear the sound effect. Can't even hear no, it, man. No. Oh, man, that you're missing out. <laughs> but I got to tell you, um, maybe you should switch those headphones. I really um, should. Because I'm about to play uh, uh, some audio here, so you might want to switch those out. You want me to right now? Yeah, I probably would. Okay, it's not going to fuck anything up if I just pull it out? Just pull out. Yeah, just pull, just pull out. out. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, I w- when I was on oh. YouTube trying to... Uh, find a squirt sound effect that I could snag. Uh, I never realized what a weird fucking place YouTube could be. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, when you go on YouTube and you, you type in squirt sound, you get all sorts of interesting uh, videos. And we'll wait for Trent to get these headphones rolling. You, you're here. just asking for trouble going on YouTube and searching that. <laughs> I know. I, I know. If we're going to start using more sound effects, I guess you pay for one of those subscriptions where you just get, uh, uh, you want to tap the back of that camera just so I can make sure I didn't get all fucked up. Um, I'm going to have to pay for one of those subscriptions to, uh, yeah, there you go. You're good. Way to make just as much noise as possible when you're sitting <laughs> Anytime, down. Yeah. I mean, Jesus. Uh, so, but now I come across this video of, <laughs> I, I I can't even explain it. I'm just I'm just going to uh, I'm just going to play the fucking audio here. I I can't even. This looked like it. There was comments, so I'm assuming this was like a Instagram live or a TikTok live or something. Okay. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Uh. Can you Trent? Can you hear this? <laughs> yeah. You can hear that. <laughs> yes. All right. So this is the clip that I found. It is a a woman. Uh, basically having sex with a guy over video chat, like phone sex, but video sex. <laughs> okay. So, and it gets real fucking weird real fast. Here we go. Hold on. Say it again. Say it again. I said I'm going to slice your throat 166 times. <laughs> what else? And then I'm going to kidnap you and dump your body in the river. What else? I'm going to chop your head off. Let me get the sound Jesus effect with Christ. it. Okay. Chop your arms off, bury you. Nobody can find you. Burn your ass up. He's going. I'm going to shoot your ass. How bad are you going to shoot me? How many times? I'm going to shoot you 166 times. Say it louder. I'm going to shoot aggression. your ass. More aggression. I'm going to shoot you in the chest so I want you. She you wants want the neighbors to hear. Yeah. How bad? Bad. Make a mess. 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 Oh my. You see that? You see that? You see that? Yes. 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 Oh boy. Oh man, dude. I could not fucking believe I saw that on YouTube. 
It's like the greatest thing ever. How is that allowed on YouTube? I know. I need to. I need to like uh, take the video and cut the audio we just did, so I can put those sound effects in there. It adds a whole new level to the video. Man, question for you guys: Do you think I'm allowed to put in a clip where I say "take it in the ass" on YouTube? Fuck it. Fuck it. Okay, because that's part of my video that I recorded yesterday. I'm like, is that allowed on YouTube? I literally said it right when I did. I was like, am I allowed to put this on there? Look at Trent trying to get a free plug in. What is your channel, Trent? <laughs> you know, your- it's a Coral Gaming, K-O-R-L Gaming. That's right. Find all the backyard baseball and retro sports games on there. You know, speaking of Buck Cherry, I guess real quick before we get into it, uh, the interview with him in a little bit, uh, I and I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this up to him, but I have the audio here. I'm not gonna play it for him, but. I, uh, the first time I saw Buck Cherry was with my mom and I don't know if he does this anymore, but back in the day, um, I saw him in 08. So it was like two years after crazy bitch came out. Uh-huh. He used to do this grand speech like before and in the middle of the song. And boy, that is just not the place you want to be with your fucking mother. <laughs> yeah. I've seen Buck Cherry a handful of times with my dad with my mom. I would. I feel very awkward there with my mom. Uh, let me play some audio. This is actually Buck Cherry from Crew Fest, not the show I was at, but this is from the DVD. But this is part of the speech that Josh Todd would make. I'm talking about the type of girl when you're tapping that shit from behind, she reaches underneath and tickles your balls a little bit. <laughs> it's just not the place to take your mom. I'm talking about a crazy bitch. But the the girls are going crazy. I guess so. My mom certainly wasn't. She was getting pretty pissed off. Oh, she wasn't getting a little wet down there, Logan? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, the things only got worse when fucking crew came on. (laughs) They had fucking, uh, I've probably told this story before, but they had, uh, and they're pretty, pretty, Caitlin, you've been to a concert before, right? Yeah. You know the big projector screens that they have on the sides of the stage? Yeah. Normally, you know, the purpose is for people that can't really see the stage that well from where they're at to see what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Motley Crue decided that they're just going to put fucking hardcore, like, BDSM <laughs> lesbian porno <laughs> on the screens while they're playing. And oh, so no. that my mom was getting pissed off about that. And then, you know, Tommy Lee comes out and whips out the fucking titty cam. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I was in fucking heaven, you know, because <laughs> oh, I was yeah. like 13 or 14 years old. And I mean, who, what, what teenager other than my brother doesn't want to see a bunch of titties? <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, even, him alone. even your brother, I think, wants to see some titties. He just he, he he can't, feels he guilty can't. about it. Yeah, He's an angel. Uh, he is a child of God. <laughs> somehow, uh, some, yeah, <laughs> somehow he's a child of God. I don't understand <laughs> Uh, oh but man, that, yeah, that titty cam was infamous, man. Oh, I know. It was fucking great. I don't think and they I, had it on the final tour, did they? No, they, they, they dropped stopped, it they by stopped doing it after that. Yeah. Because I've seen them six times since and they never did it. That's a, I mean, it's kind of a shame. You know, we kind of missed the titty cam a little bit. Oh, I know, man. It really is a fucking bummer. And um, the best part was, I rem- and I really remember this vividly, there was a girl there and she had this like silver like a tube top thing on and i thought man she's fucking hot you know she had this like uh she had like tights and and shit like that she was real hot and you know i was just hitting puberty and i was like wow she's hot and then uh that was early in the day and Uh then and then the fucking titty cam got to her 
Oh, and she yeah. whooped him out. And I was like, fuck yes, <laughs> dude. Best day of your life right there. Oh, my God. It was so great, man. Uh, look, I don't want to get into it uh, very much because we've spent so much time on this show talking about everything going on with Marilyn Manson. Yeah. But now there's this uh, new... Uh, there's new addition to the story that uh, it's possible that him and his current wife um, have planted fake abuse accounts to discredit the actual victims. Wow. Yeah. They, uh, a bunch of these allegations, quote unquote, just popped up from Hollywood Hills, which is where he lives. Uh. And so they're, you know, the, uh, some the Phoenix Act thing, they track the IP addresses down and they're like, there's no fucking way that... All of these accounts are coming within a seven-mile radius. Yeah, that, that, that sounds so suspicious. Like, bro, like, really? All of them live in your perfect little area right there? Yeah, I mean, I'm Ow. telling you, though, this is fucking, uh, I'm telling you, he's guilty, man. Even his former personal assistant came out and said that he is abusing his current wife. Trent disagrees with me. I don't think Caitlin was on the show then, but Trent thought he was innocent. I think he's guilty. <laughs> I, th- I thought he was innocent. I'm not sure what to think because just, it's just never ending. It's like, well. No, I know. Shit just keeps piling up for the guy. And and you know me. I'm the guy that will always say innocent until proven guilty. Well, so am I. And sadly, that's not how this country is anymore. But yeah. I don't know, man. Something about it just, uh, it, I don't know, man. So what happens to the wife if she's in on that then? well, I don't know. And, and you know, who knows? I mean, that could uh, everything I just said could be complete bullshit. I yeah. mean, you never know. Who really knows what happened, you know? Yeah, I don't believe all everything that I read on the internet. Who the fuck knows? No, I mean, that's a good point. You shouldn't believe everything. But, you know, uh, we've all heard the story, uh, who knows how many times, of my um, cousin that fucks my girlfriend. Fucked my girlfriend. But now, Trent sent an article just a little bit ago. Yeah. Uh, somebody taking it to the next level. <laughs> I thought I had it rough. Yeah, but this one's a this one's a doozy. Here's a guy. I'll read it to you. This is uh, a uh, it's one of those Dear Annie uh, columns. This is I don't know. This is from Cleveland.com, but I don't think it's actually from Cleveland. You think? I have no idea. I mean, you never know with all these weird fucks in Ohio. <laughs> you never know. You never know. I didn't even know that Cleveland had like this Dear Annie thing to begin with. I think like oh, every man. newspaper, every publication does. Do they? Okay, well, this is the first one that caught my interest finally, I guess. Yeah, this is, uh, I'll read it. I'm a 34-year-old man with a superb wife. We've been married eight years, and things are great between us. The problem is my mother-in-law. I'm sleeping with her. She is an incredibly attractive woman and still in her prime. She and my wife look like sisters, but my mother-in-law knows a thing or two more than her daughter in the bedroom. This affair has been going on for four years now. It's getting hard to not want to be with her all the time instead of just a couple of days a week. If this should come out, it will wreck two families, and I don't want that. But I think I'm falling for, or I'm falling or have already fallen in love with my mother-in-law. Plus, the sex is incredible. (laughs) It's so fucking weird to me. That is weird. It's so fucking weird. I, I mean, I understand, you know, a MILF is a MILF. That is true. Milf is a milf, but come on. Like, I can't see myself ever going and doing that. I remember I used to hang out with this kid when I was in middle school. And uh, <laughs> you know how it is. You know when you're, you're, you're going through puberty and uh, you know you used to think all these wild things. Oh, yeah. Some and, of us never stop thinking about those wild things. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> uh, I would go to my buddy's house and his fucking mom was so hot. 
and uh, they would go to Taco Bell, but they would walk there. And it was like a ways away, so I didn't go. And I would always just sit there and be like, man, I hope his mom comes down and tries to bang me. You know? It's like, we got plenty of time. Yeah, fuck yeah, <laughs> Come on dude. down. It was like a, you know, a 10 or 15 minute walk to T-Bell and then plus that, that bag. So 20, 30 minutes, you're gone. Yeah. And, uh, God, she was so hot, dude. So fucking hot. I probably would be saying the same about your mom if I met you at a younger age. Probably. <laughs> probably. It's like the the kid I went to school with was fucking making fun of me, giving him a hard time. And I was like, okay, dude. He goes, oh, you want me to stop making fun of you? Well, give me your mom's phone number. I'll quit. And it's like, all right, guy. Uh, you know, Cody the alcoholic, if you haven't already guessed, is not here today. And he's very heartbroken and distraught. And not too many interruptions other than me interrupting you. <laughs> That's yeah. how you know Cody ain't here. Yeah, Cody really wanted to meet, uh, quote unquote, meet Josh Todd. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I don't know why. I Maybe he really could be here and he pushed out because I have a clip that I'm going to play Josh of Cody doing karaoke. And uh, let's take a listen real quick. Your mama said packing lines is a sin. And yes, I'm all lit up again on the couch in my bed. And yes, I'm all lit up again. Flying. <laughs> I love the cocaine. I love the cocaine. Oh, oh my God. I mean, would you really want Josh Todd to hear that? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't think so. But I, Trent, I got to tell you, have you ever heard yours back? Yeah. It sounds good. I, I mean, I, it sounds pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't believe you guys until you played it back for me. Like, oh, okay. You, I guess I agree with you guys. It wasn't as bad as I yeah, was thinking. It's really not that bad. Scream so loud. Get fucking laid. You want me to stay. It almost sounds like you sound like a, like an autistic Josh Todd. <laughs> oh my Great description, Logan. Thank you. <laughs> I'm doing you all night. Scratches all down my back to get me right on. No, it really doesn't sound that bad, though. And I don't have the clip of it. Especially next to Cody. It just, like, it just made me oh, sound oh, like a superstar. Well, well you yeah, you play next to Cody, you sound like, yeah, you sound better than Josh Todd there. Uh, but, no, I, you know, I, I don't have the, the audio of it. But, man, when you did the uh, the very beginning of the song. Um, yeah. I don't, don't even know. Uh, what, the all right? Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. I couldn't think of what it was. That actually sounded really fucking good. See, I, I I felt so awkward saying that in like that long. No, dude, like, I, I thought like, it sounded oh, great. Was, I thought yeah, it was bad. But. I thought it sounded great. I am curious to see what Josh Todd thinks. Same. I'm also curious how he's going to be on this interview. Every interview I've seen with the guy, mm-hmm. he just completely, uh, he appears that he just does not want to be there. I mean, he gets tired of answering the same questions over yeah, and that's over, why, and that's, over again. Yeah, that's why, uh, you know, hopefully it's a little different this time. This is also, I could not find an interview that was very in-depth. No? No. Wow. So this, this might be the most in-depth interview Josh Todd has ever done. Do you think uh, Buck Cherry is Hall of Fame worthy? I was asking myself this question. like Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Yeah. Oh, but you really put me on the spot here. With Josh Todd about to come on the show, i got to watch what I say so you don't throw me under the bus. Uh, no, I don't think so. It's 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 such it's such interesting thing with Buck Cherry, man. It's like I feel like everybody in the rock world kind of knows who Buck Cherry is. Even Caitlin knows, and that's even, a huge fucking. Even Caitlin knows that is no small feat right there. And, Caitlin don't know anyone, and just the <laughs> single of Crazy Bitch being so huge, it's like I could maybe see it. I could maybe see him sliding into the Hall of Fame. I mean, that was a big song. I and mean, to be fair, they've. I mean, what uh, Crazy Bitch, Sorry, Lit Up, Everything, mm-hmm. um. 
I, I don't know. I'm not going to say like first ballot, but it's like with their, like with their career, it's like, yeah, they've been around a long time. Everybody knows their name. It's like, maybe, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I don't know, but I mean, I mean, the Hall of Fame is kind of a joke anyways to begin yeah, with. The but. Hall of Fame is a joke. It's almost like an insult to be inducted <laughs> now. You know what I mean? Yeah. I saw, I saw something the other day that, um, I, I think they're down to like the top, uh, top five or something. Nominate. Not, I, I don't know. I don't know how it works. Yeah. All I know is that, uh, I think it was Iron Maiden and Foo Fighters, like, Barely, barely made it. And they should, the it, was, it shouldn't have been a barely. That's like an automatic, yep, you're in. Yeah, and they could barely get it because it's not, I, seriously, that, they would uh, eliminate most of their problems if they would just say the Music Hall of Fame. They need to change the name. It's not rock and roll. Yeah, yeah you got a point there. Like, does there not separate like country? Hall of Fame. Well, let's think you go in there. Hall of Fame. Look, nothing. I love Johnny Cash, right? Don't get me wrong. I think we all here love Johnny Cash. How could you not? Yeah. But, you know, they had his bus there for the longest time, his tour bus, sitting in the in the uh, right out front. You could go and walk through his bus or whatever. Right. That's cool, but he's not rock and roll. But I could see how he could be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. But then it turns into... Well, we let Johnny Cash in, so you know now we'll let somebody a little more country in, and then it gets it gets further and further away. Yeah, from you know because he was country, he had like a rock and roll with "fuck you" attitude. You yeah, know what that, I, mean? I think that's why a lot of people in the rock world kind of did love him just for his straight up attitude. Yeah, but then you know you go and I remember going in there and seeing fucking I think like Outcast. They had like Outcast memorabilia. Uh, you remember <laughs> Outcast? Yeah, I remember Outcast. Oh my god. Caitlin doesn't remember Outcast. What's the song? Oh man, let me see if I can. Um, let me see if I can find one here. What it kind of sounds familiar, but I can't think of a song. They have that song. Uh, let's see. Let me play it here. I gotta. I'm gonna fast forward a little bit. To perform for you live. Oh god, it's a long video. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know this song? Yeah. Uh, god, this song makes me feel like really little kid <laughs> i remember when this came out do we even do kids even know about this song anymore i don't think so that's so sad <laughs> this is like a this is just a jam forever i feel like if at I'm, least in our minds if i if i'm not mistaken i think i remember watching the nickelodeon kids choice awards <laughs> and they might have even been there and played this song I, I think you might be right i don't know this is probably let's see whoops let's see when did this see what it says when this came out it doesn't say, but I, I would think uh, probably 2003, 2004, something like that. Yeah, that sounds that sounds about right. It is a classic song, though, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I don't know about Buck Cherry in the Hall of Fame. Though. I don't think so. Yeah. I just, I, I don't, I mean, no, I don't think so. I don't think they're big enough. No. Because yeah. really, at this point, they're like uh, almost like a casino band. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. Which is great that they have the, I mean, they could pack them out still, but I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It, it feels, in my eyes, it's like they they ride the borderline. It's like you could maybe get in there, but I'm not going to put you know any like other first ballot. Do you know any other Buck Cherry songs? Nope, that's the only one. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, sad. 100% honest, yep, that's the only one. She didn't? She as didn't. far as I know, like, unless there's another popular one that I just don't know. Like well, she probably knows. Sorry. Really I'm up. sure. Yeah. So you would, ha- you would have to know. Sorry. I'd be shocked if you didn't know. Sorry. I actually knew. Sorry. Before I knew crazy bitch. Yeah. Cause I remember hearing that on the radio. Let's see here. 
I guess that was the more radio-appropriate one, wasn't it? Let me fast forward. I don't think so. You don't know this? What? Really? Yeah. Wow. This is like one of those perfect songs for, you know, for those hard times in relationships. Like, yeah. how, did, how did you not? Every Monday night. Like always when you have a hard, she has a hard time in a relationship every Monday <laughs> night when we're done with the show because Jimmy and the alcoholic gets so pissed off. Yeah, you just got to go home <laughs> singing, I'm sorry. <laughs> Seriously. Wow. I can't believe yeah. you don't know that song. That's crazy yeah. to me. It is really weird hearing that, like, one power ballad from them. Uh, that, they have that other song, Everything, which is kind of a ballad. Kind of, but not... It's a good song. Uh, it's a great song, but I don't think it's nearly as a, much of a ballad as this. I don't know. I'm excited to uh, talk to them. I really am, because, uh, you know, I, I like most of the guests that we've had on the show, but I am, like, a huge Buck Cherry fan. I mean, oh, this yeah, is like same. up there for like Steel Panther for me. Not not quite as cool. I mean, when we when I did Steel <laughs> Panther, that was fucking, that was cool. Uh, but I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, same, man. I've been listening to Buck Cherry since probably that 15 album came out to about, what, 2006, right? Yeah, I think it was six it came out. Yeah, yeah that's pro- that's how long of a fan I've been. So, Well, they're a good band. Uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, you know, hey, real quick, I saw that uh, they're auctioning off Kurt Cobain's hair. Jesus Christ. Let's see. Does Caitlin actually know who uh, you know who Kurt Cobain is at least? I know the name. What's he from? Oh, man, you suck. Man. Come on, tell me just remind me. Just Nirvana. remind me. Nirvana. Oh yeah. I I don't know that. <laughs> you don't know what? Oh, no, I don't. You know what it smells like teen spirit or something? Nope. I just just let it all out, guys. What the fuck is wrong let with it all you? Out. Just I mean, just get seriously. out. Just get out, Caitlin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, wow, I don't even think these people we're talking about are that, like... Uh, this no, is like, I definitely know that name, but, like, can't help wow. it. Well, I guess they're auctioning off his hair. Is it still okay. going on, or is it over? Um, I don't know. I saw the bidding opened up a few days ago, May 6th. I don't know how long the auction... Probably the auction's probably going for a week, but... Because I'm curious how much it's up to if it's not sold yet. How much do you think the hair will sell for, oh, Logan? Oh, God, I don't know. I mean, that's... I, I think it's fucking weird. I would hope it would sell for nothing, because who the fuck wants that? You would hope not, but you know it's going to fucking sell, because it's fucking Kurt Cobain, and people are crazy, and will buy anything. I'm trying to see if I can find the... Uh, if people are willing to buy bathwater, they'll buy fucking Kurt Cobain's hair. Let's see. Kurt Cobain. I'm looking at all this stuff. There's a lot of stuff here. On this auction site. It looks like this must be like a, uh, oh, it's called Iconic Auctions. I mean, they got fucking handwritten and signed lyrics from um, Bob Dylan. Yeah. The current bid is $21,962. Wow. They got a signed uh, cover or signed album from the Beatles, Sgt. Peppers. And it's signed, uh, being signed by Paul, George, and Ringo. The current bid on that is 6000 trying to see if I can find this. Uh, Oh, here's an Eddie Van Halen stage used guitar and uh, signed. It's signed. That's dope. $12,000. Okay. I believe that that's going for less than a fucking uh, Bob Dylan lyric sheet. Huh. I can't find his hair. Uh, what maybe, the fuck? It, maybe it's already gone. Maybe I was thinking, I was thinking about some, some crazy dude is going to buy it for 10 K. I think 10 K for 10- a strand of hair. Yeah. 10 K. 
I mean, let's see. A strand or like a lock? Like, a, you know what I mean? Like, if you cut it, it's like a... Hang on, is this it? I think... Hang I on. know what you're talking about. I guess you don't. <laughs> hang on. I know what a lock is. Um, hang on a second. Uh, I think I just found it. It's uh, six strands of his hair. Six strands. Oh, six strands. Jeez. Six strands. <laughs> and does it come with the DNA test? So it's official. You need some certifi- certification with that. Mm. Yeah. How do you know if it's real or not? Like any of that stuff. It, um, Fuck it. I'll put my hair on there and just say it's Kurt Cobain. It's Cobain's certified hair. authentic. Okay. <laughs> From some John Besnikoff, who's the world's. I get, or the world's largest collection of historic hair, Guinness Book of World Records. Okay. So I guess it's legit. Um, wow. <laughs> and, uh, okay, so let's see. What did you, uh, if there's five days left, mm-hmm. uh, the minimum bid was $2,500. 2500 okay. Minimum right bid. now, there's only been three bids, and okay. it's been up for four days. Uh-huh. I'm telling you, no fucking, no fucking buddy wants Three this. bids or three bidders? Just number of bids, three. So I'm okay. assuming three bids. Two bidders at least. Okay, because um, like you, could, it could say three bids, but they could have put in like hundreds of bids just from those three people. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, no, three bids total. Okay, so probably two or three people. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bidding right now is up to uh, three thousand twenty-five dollars. And you it's know, a lot of money for hair, though. You know how it goes on eBay, though. It's just like I feel like in those like last few hours, that's when everybody starts throwing in their money on the bid. Yeah, I mean. So this thing could go rapid right in those last few hours and well, rack and I, up. And this website, Iconic Auctions, I mean, they got some cool shit on here. Um, that's just crazy I, to me, though. Yeah. <laughs> that shit's ridiculous. That Eddie Van Halen thing is fucking awesome, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, they got fucking all sorts of signed guitars and fucking uh, signed magazine covers. All sorts of shit. Oh, here's a Paul McCartney signed bass, uh, or $8,000. Wow. If only I, we were I can't rich. believe all this stuff is that cheap. And then, you know, yeah, it's, Bob Dylan handwritten and signed lyrics, $21,962. I mean, that's crazy to me. Unless they're the original. Because for the song Blown in the Wind, which is like if it's a legendary a, song. Right. If it's original, then I'll see it. If it's not, then it's like, okay, this dude's just crazy. Speaking of that, you know, they have the, uh, the uh, original Highway to Hell lyrics at the Rock Hall. Yeah. That was pretty cool to see. Yeah, trust me, I definitely looked at that ACDC cabinet for a while with yeah. all their stuff in it. Uh, you know, Buckcherry did uh, like six shows with ACDC. Yeah, that's what I hear. I when was that? Was that right that was after? Long, long, long time ago. Yeah, it was like after the first album or something. Okay, it so was before fifteen. Wow. Yeah, that's impressive. I'm very. I, I really uh, am curious. You know, the band fell apart after their second album. I mean, totally fell apart. Yeah. So I'm curious to uh, I want to talk to them, and they've had a lot of lineup changes though. Well, was that Time Bomb? Was that the name of the album? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because Time Bomb, the actual song, was a good song. I thought personally, I'd have to listen, but I was uh, blown away to find out his dad committed suicide. But I couldn't believe that when you told me. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, we'll wait to we'll wait to we're spilling the beans on the whole interview. Yeah. <laughs> that's all right. Well, that's okay. You'll get to hear us talk about all that and more in the interview. You get to hear that. You get to hear the karaoke again. Uh, which I'm really now I'm starting to think that's why Cody didn't show because he <laughs> he started he got he pissed out because he yeah. didn't let Josh to roast him. Yeah, Cody's a pussy. I hope Josh doesn't come up when he uh when he does the uh, the uh, reaction to that though. I hope he's not like, oh, just keep on trying, buddy. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? I really hope he's like, man, you fucking suck, <laughs> dick, dude. <laughs> 
Oh, I might have to get Cody the alcoholic on the phone for that. I mean, do we give him any like you know? It's like I, he was drunk, you know. So there was that. Do we all right, let's be real. Do you think Cody would have really sounded any different if he was sober? <laughs> I mean, come on. I, maybe well, slightly. Maybe slightly. Maybe but, a half percent better. But but this is why he's a drummer. I keep Rated saying that's a, why he's a drummer. Scale on one to ten, how, how bad do you think it was? His one being horrible, ten being amazing. Caitlin, ice. His yeah, like a. Two. <laughs> I don't know what is so funny. I don't. Know. I mean, I was thinking I the same thing. I was, like, I was. That's what I think. I, I was thinking about two. Two, might be, a little, two might be a little too generous. <laughs> I don't like, like. I didn't know. Like he could have been worse. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> like a point five. Yeah. I mean, imagine if he went on American Idol, they'd fucking laugh his ass right off the right out of the audition. <laughs> Simon Cowell would be like, oh "You fucking God. suck." Get that out would of be my so house. bad. <laughs> Dude, I miss when Simon Cowell used to be a dick. I remember this. Uh, when I was a kid, we used to watch that show every week, and there was a uh, there was a, a black woman on there. I'm trying to think what her name was. It starts with an M, and it was like just one word. Um, Mandisa, I think, is what her name was. Okay, and she was fucking huge. And she comes <laughs> out, and it's, it's during the audition, and Simon's like. Are we going to need to get a bigger stage? <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. I was like, Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> he, couldn't, he couldn't say that nowadays. Oh, no fuck way. no, man. Cancel culture would come right after him. That is that is hilarious. <laughs> I also, speaking of cancel culture, I saw that uh, they might bring back the Osbournes now. Really? That's what I saw because, you know, Sharon Osbourne got fired from The View. Yeah. yeah. But was she fired or did she quit? Mm, I don't know. I, I think it might be one of those, uh, depending on who you ask, kind of things. Yeah, uh, if you ask, if you ask her, she's like, "Oh, I, I quit. Fuck them." Yeah, but if you ask the actual network, it's like, "Yeah, no, we we fired her," <laughs> um, which is so stupid. But whatever. Uh, it's just like fuck, fuck it, fuck that show, and fuck those bitches. Whatever. Yeah, I guess they're gonna. I, they might bring the Osbournes back. I mean, I'm down. Caitlin probably don't even know what the Osbournes is. I'd much rather watch the Osbournes than the fucking View. Oh yeah, no kidding. I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, point. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, were you like sheltered as a child, or? Well, there's other things that like I probably know more about than you guys do, so well, it's just sure, different. We're all different. <laughs> what? I'm different from you guys. We're all different and special in our own way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Caleb's the kind of person that if she was like a teacher or something, she'd hand all the kids participation <laughs> trophies. No, I would not. Well, at least you, you tried, buddy. I know you fucked up, but at least you tried. <laughs> Here's a participation trophy. You, you wouldn't do it until the day I'm like, fuck it. I got to go buy those participation trophies right before I yeah, get there. Yeah, you feel guilty. Well, I'm just saying like between you two. Sorry, I keep grabbing that and I yeah. can hear it. Um, I'm different <laughs> from both of you. Yes, but like, we're not so talking different. about anything that is like uh, maybe the Megadeth thing would uh, yeah. slightly obscure. Yeah, but when the Osbournes was a TV show that was massive. Mm-hmm. I mean, massive. One of the probably one of the biggest shows on television at the time. What channel? Absolutely. Uh, was it? Uh, what channel was that? Was it MTV? I was thinking MTV, but I feel like I'm almost wrong. It was, like, it was probably like MTV or or. Uh, mm. Caitlin, did you bring your laptop? Yeah, it's right here. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think it was MTV though. Yeah, but even the Kurt Cobain thing is just like you could ask almost anybody on the street who Kurt Cobain is. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, I really think you were sheltered. Yeah, maybe I was. Yeah, I, mean, I didn't I, really listen to Nirvana or anything. Have you never seen the Osbournes? Do you know what? Uh-uh. Do you know what it is? I've heard of it. <laughs> do you know who Sharon Osbourne is? Yeah. Who is she? Ozzy Osbourne's wife, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. What's she look like? What color is her hair? Black. It's short. All right. Yeah, it was MTV. 
Was it MTV? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what was it See, on? The like? only one, the only like MTV shows I watched were like Jersey Shore. No, I didn't even watch 16 that. Sixteen and Pregnant. The didn't watch that. I either. fucking love that show. The final episode was March twenty first, two thousand five. Okay, yeah, that shit's old. What did you watch on MTV? The um, MTV Cribs. Oh, was okay. it my ride? Like all those stuff. Like yeah, that was good stuff. Did you watch like Rob Deerdeck? Yeah. Okay. Rob, Robin Big. Yeah, or Robin Big. Mm-mm. Then we had Jackass, Bam Margera's Viva La Bam. Mm-mm. Oh, uh, you know, well, she knows who Bam Margera is, but yeah, as we talked about on that one, time. I think it was a, your first show here. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I bet oh. she loved the Jersey Shore. No, I didn't really watch Jersey Shore. Oh. Dude, I dated wow. a girl. I I dated a girl who was like total Snooky ripoff. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't want to date anybody that's even close to looking like Stuart. Well, dude, I'll tell you what. She was a fantastic, probably the best girlfriend I've ever had in my entire life. Really? But I cheated on her. Oh. So, <laughs> nice. Yeah, Bravo, I, I totally shit the bed on that. But uh, <laughs> no, dude, I would watch that. And uh, uh, no, not 16 and pregnant. Teen Mom. Oh. I fucking love those shows, man. Dude, I, oh I could God. never watch Teen Mom. I was kind of cringy about it. It's like, oh, yeah, fuck dude, there was some little peel and sniffs on Teen Mom. I'm telling you. <laughs> There was some fucking hot boxes. There was, and they like, uh, they were multiple seasons of the show. So it's like you get to follow the whole story. Do you remember Parent Swap? No, but I've seen Wife Swap. Yeah. Have you ever seen Celebrity Wife Swap? I don't think so. There's a, there's an episode where uh, Vince Neal from Motley Crue has to switch wives with uh, Gunnar Nelson from the band Nelson. Okay. You know who that is? No. They're like a, a late 80s, early 90s, like kind of pop kind of hair metal kind of band oh but anyways they had to swap wives and uh vince had to go to the grocery store mm-hmm. and he was like oh, i don't know how to grocery shop because i've never <laughs> been to a grocery store before <laughs> oh it was like me when i was dating my uh my baby mom uh she was making something but we didn't have any eggs so i had to go to the store and i didn't know where the eggs were so i walked up to the guy i'm like dude could you tell me where the eggs are <laughs> i don't know anything about that <laughs> oh shit i went to school with a girl that was on um wife swap Really? What? Yeah, like the, or is it parent swap? Are those two different things, or that's is it like wife swap? That's, like it's two different things they, where they, where the kids transfer houses and yeah, the same concept. No, yeah. the wife, the wife switched. That's wife swap. Okay, so and there was like a family kids. Yeah. Oh wait, stuff. wait a second, wait. But then what would be? So the so the kid that you knew from school had a different mom for like a week. Yeah, yeah, and okay. she was like a military mom and like made but, them like. But, but she, he didn't have like he or she didn't have a whole like new family. It was just the mom. It was just the mom. Okay, then that's, that's right. wife swap. I would assume. Yeah. yeah, I guess I don't know. I didn't watch it. But yeah. Is that it? <laughs> I was just adding on. Uh, I don't know. All right. Well, well, how was that experience? Do you remember anything? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that no, they would tell you. No, did you, no, did you know I, her like while she was on the show? No. Oh, so you met her afterwards? Yeah, because I had moved to. Right. Um, oh, she's from here. She's yeah. local. Yeah, wow. I went to school with her. Wow. And they came out here and filmed? Yeah. Uh, you know, um, she's, she, her parents own a farm. Okay, well, just say the, just say Welsh the Farms. What is it? Uh, Welsh Farms. I don't know what it is. Mm. Off 21? Yeah, yeah it's like know. a pumpkin patch, like all that stuff. Oh, there you okay. go again with the country talk. <laughs> don't know shit what you're talking about. There you go again with the country See, talk. See, that's what I'm saying. We're all different. Where's Where's the banjo button at? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, speaking of banjos, I was going to make this TikTok of, uh, I, uh, what, what is that country singer's name? Fucking Terry something. You know what I'm talking about? She's all, she's like 90s country. Ter- I don't know. Terry something. She's famous. <laughs> <laughs> but she did one of those tell me you love country music without telling me you love mm-hmm. country music. 
So I thought I would do one and uh, in my mirror again, and I would do, um, I would stitch it and then do uh, Family Tree from uh, Wheeler Walker Jr. Mm-hmm. And uh, where he's talking about uh, butt fucking her you know, cousins <laughs> and jerking off his fucking grandpa and shit. Oh, that'd be beautiful, man. Yeah, I know. I, you <laughs> I gotta, gotta do, do that, yeah, man. You gotta I do that. Totally oh my do gosh. That. Do, you, do you own a banjo? Uh, no, uh, our cousin does. I, sh- I say R as if so, Caitlin's my cousin, but she kind of is. So there's a banjo in every country family is what you're saying. Oh yeah. There is a banjo in the family. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah every is, I can't imagine just you guys. Grand- every family around here. Our grandpa banjo. sold the banjo to, mm-hmm. to, uh, to his neighbor, Josh. How can he sell? How can he sell the banjo, man? I know. I said, what the fuck are you doing? Why would you get rid of the banjo? He bought the banjo and then played it like three times and he had it for like 15 years. Anyways, Caitlin, go ahead. You were going to say something. Oh, crap. I forget. Um, Quickly, because we are running out no, of time. No, I forget. It's fine. Of course she does. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I guess we'll take a quick break. Uh, we'll come back with Josh Todd from Buck Cherry, and uh, we'll talk to him. And then later on in the show, I think we'll get Cody the alcoholic on the phone, because if you recall, recently Cody and I took a trip to Nashville. And a, a very strange event happened at Kid Rock's bar where we had our little thing with the band singing about Co- talking shit to Cody on stage and everything. I really wish <laughs> you guys were there during this. I know. <laughs> oh, my God. And he doesn't know about it, so we might get him on the phone later. But, uh, yeah, we'll get to all that and more uh, in just a second. We'll be right back. Hang on. Be sure to like and subscribe to the show to keep these guys from having to get real jobs. Back now to the motherfucking Crash Report. And we're back. Uh, waiting on Josh Todd from Buck Cherry. We'll be here in just a few moments. Hopefully, I hear this guy's a punctual guy. So we'll hope for the best. But I do remember, I uh, back when I was a promoter, I set up an interview with him to be on a uh, morning radio show in Cleveland. Oh, yeah. I forgot about this and story. And he did not show up for the interview. And I remember I was the promoter of that show. as was a co-pro with me in the venue, the Agora. And the host of the radio show said, well, he goes, F that guy. Don't go to that Buck Cherry show tonight. Don't go see that guy. Yeah, that was a real shitty situation. But I guess we, we don't have to worry about it because uh, he's in the waiting room. Oh, wonderful. So, let's see here. All right. Bringing him on. I don't know what happened. Let's see here. I can see him. Let's see. Hey, what's going on, man? Can you uh, hear us all right? What it is. How you doing? Hello. Yeah. Thanks Hi. for thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. I know this is outside the uh, the time you go, the time you normally do uh, press, according to the publicist. So I appreciate it. Oh yeah, it's fine, man. How are you guys? We're doing good. good, man. I got to tell you, I've seen you guys, uh, oh God, I don't know, four or five times, and uh, I get chills every time. Is Buck Cherry the greatest rock and roll band right. of the last 25 years? 
I mean, you're asking me, uh, you know, I think uh, we're the only uh, rock and roll band that's putting out records, you know, other than ACDC, which is uh, really amazing that they, they're still doing it and they're still putting out really great records. Um, but um, the greatest rock and roll band, you know, the, you know that, that would be uh, not for me to say, but um, uh, I'm just I'm grateful that uh, we've been able to do it for 22 years for sure. And we're still putting out uh, records like Hellbound, which drops uh, June 25th, and it's really good. Yeah, I heard the uh, the single So Hot, and uh, man, as soon as it, uh, Trent over here, the the guy with the long hair, he was like, man, have you heard the new Buck Cherry song? And I said, no, not yet. How is it? And he goes, well, it's Buck Cherry. And as soon as I started playing it, I was like, oh, fuck, you can already tell this is Buck Cherry. Yeah, I fucking yeah. love the single, man. Yeah. Yeah, it is a good Thanks, one. Man. Wait, wait till you hear the wait till you hear the whole record. I mean, we're dropping the second single, the title track "Hellbound" this month, uh, like June twenty something or May May twenty something. So, um, yeah, that that's like my favorite song on the record, "Hellbound." So you'll 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 dig it. It's a good video too. Sweet. I was actually thinking about buying that signed vinyl, but it looked like you guys sold out pretty quickly with the vinyls. Yeah, we did sell out, and then they added some more, but I don't know where it's at at this point. But, um, yeah, people are crazy about vinyl now. And, you know, I just – I have no vinyl record player, and I don't even fucking care, you know. Um, but, like, Stevie and all the rest of the guys in the band are really into vinyl, and I'm like, fuck, I, I just don't get it. But, you know, because you got to store this shit, and you got to have a, you know, a fucking – record player to play it and it's like i can't listen to it out on the road which i spent a lot of my time mm -hmm. so it just makes no sense for me but um i understand how people really get into it as far as the sound quality it's really really cool with the uh with this new album coming out i know uh i think it was an interview last year you had said uh, uh it takes you months and months and months to write a record and it's like a blip on the screen when you drop it and that's a drag and you were referring to uh, an article that you had read about how people's attention spans have whittled down to like seven seconds uh because it's you know less, it's less than that now you yeah, know i mean it, i it's, believe it's it. less and less you know um yeah it's uh it's it's uh really frustrating you know um but that being said, we're, we're just, we're, we're changing our approach, you know, like on this record, we're, we're going to just completely focus on marketing this record, you know, through the internet and just content, 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 which would be, we're going to make a video for every song on the record. And, um, that's something we've never done. And it's like, that really made me happy because, um, then it becomes, you know, people start hearing your whole record, you know, because everybody is single orientated, which is fine. I'm that way too. You know, I just listen to one song. I don't go and buy, like, I don't go buy records, you know, full link records. I go and listen to one song that I like. And I'm like, I want to get that song. And then maybe I'll listen to a lot of other tracks on the record, just verse chorus and go through them and pick what I like, you know, and then I go and I'll, you know, go to a whole. Uh oh. Uh oh, let's see. That's a Other, I think we we lost yeah, you there I for a minute. Just now. Oh, sorry. No, there Can we go. Now? Yep. Gotta love technology. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> oh boy, I hope this isn't internet uh, thing. Just there's no nonsense. Damn internet. Um, I know. <laughs> no, it should be fine. 
Every time we do a Zoom call, we have these issues. That's all right. That happens. <laughs> it's it's so never it's never because yeah. Oh man, it's never a crash report episode we without one uh, here, difficulty. So We're always always real with technical difficulties here. Really losing it. <laughs> all right, I, let's see. I, it looks like it's getting a little better. Oh man, can you hear, can you hear me now? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right. I, hopefully we're good. Sorry. I don't know what the deal is. Uh, but no, I think we're all uh, very excited for the new record. And, and uh, you know, it's it's interesting to me that, you know, Buck Cherry is basically, uh, you guys have been a mainstay now for, for so long. And a while ago, you know, you had said that uh, you didn't think you'd make it to 30. You thought it was going to be a tragic ending for you. And, and now you're a grandfather, which congratulations on that, by the way. Woo. Crazy, yeah. I mean, it's crazy. And you've been sober for what is it? Twenty five years now. Is that right? Or close to it? Twenty twenty six years. Twenty six years. So, so you were uh, you were sober when the band formed then in the in the nineties? Then I was. Yeah, Um, I got you know I got loaded from thirteen to twenty three. Really, really good. And uh, you wouldn't even recognize me at that point you know um at one point i had alcohol poisoning i you know just a lot of a lot of things i was a horrible drunk and and drug addict and uh and uh i didn't know that people got sober and lived sober until i got uh, arrested in orange county california and got a dui and um and that's that was a turning point because my first daughter was born and i got a dui and i was broke and my band had imploded and um, I was like, fuck. And, and so um, the, the court lady uh, court ordered me all these AA meetings on top of the ones that I had to do for the DUI program. And I'm so grateful for that because um, I went to them, you know, and uh, at one point, some guy got up up to the podium and told my story and was not a musician and didn't look anything like me. And I just was like, it, it was like this moment of clarity, you know? And I was like, wow, like, I, I'm going to try this, you know? Because it was the last stop on the block for me. You know, at that point, I was living in a one-bedroom apartment with two other musicians, no refrigerator, roaches everywhere. You know, I was, I was uh, drinking. Uh, I was passing out twice a day. I was doing a lot of other drugs, uh, cocaine, meth, dropping a lot of acid, uh, smoking weed around the clock. It was just, I was just a mess, you know? And, um, and, uh, then I had this little, I had this daughter, you know, and, and, uh, I didn't want her ever to see me loaded, you know? So, uh, it was uh, that series of events all kind of happened and that's what got me clean. And so I was, I was clean for over a year before I met Keith. And then that's when we started our journey. And, and uh, yeah, so my whole professional music career, I've been sober. Well, see, I feel like it's like the, the opposite for most people. You know, they, they start finding success and then it, you know, then things get out of hand and then, it, you know, this whole train wreck and then eventually they get sober where you did it backwards almost, which is, which is great, man. I mean, that, that's uh, amazing to be sober that long. Congrats. They had a backwards yeah, I, story. Yeah, I thank God. You know? If I would have had any, if I would have had money and success, when I was using, it would have been bad real quick. They would have been like probably death, jails, institution, or death. 
Well, I know, and I, I don't want to get too dark here, but I know that uh, when you were 10 years old, your father had committed suicide. Uh, does yes. that, do you think that, uh, like the, the past issues that you had stemmed from, from that at all? Did that play a role in it? Uh, you know, everybody's got their story, you know, and, and, uh, there, there, there's definitely a lot of childhood trauma for me, not just my, my father's stuff, but you know, uh, I don't want to get too into like all of it, but, um, I don't think I, I had the disease of alcoholism, you know, and I was born with it. And, and although it, it runs uh, rampant in my family, you know, like my father had it and, you know, my, my great grandfather had it. And so I just got it. And my mom doesn't, my mom's a normie, my sister's a normie and um, I just have it real bad. And so that's just what it is. And, and I'm very sad that my father became a statistic, you know, um, you know, I would have loved to have had him in my life all these years, you know, and I've learned to forgive him, you know, over the years. And, um, it was really tough for me. Um, so, um, yeah, you know, Oh man. Again. And uh, it's part of, you know, but, uh, it's a, it's a disease that's really, uh, affected a lot of families. I know he gave you a copy of uh, The Long Run from the Eagles uh, when you were a little kid. I think that was like the first record you had ever gotten. Is that, uh, was, was yeah. he the one that got you into, into music? Um, he, he played guitar and sang. You know, I have my, my father, uh, my father went to Vietnam and he actually, um, he was in college and Vietnam happened and he, he's a, he loves his country and he dropped out of college and went to Vietnam uh, voluntarily. And because he was a smart guy, he didn't have to be in combat. He was, he had, you know, they, they make you take tests and he tested really high and they put him in an office job over there. And, um, I have a, I have a news clipping where he was playing guitar and singing for the troops in Vietnam. And there was John Wayne and all the troops around my father singing. And, oh my uh, God. Wow. yeah, that was really cool. And, um, I don't have a lot of memories of my, like my dad would pick up the guitar and sing occasionally, like when we, we'd go camping a lot and fishing sometimes. And, um, but, uh, that was it. He was very passionate about acting. That's what he loved. Is that why you started acting later on? People ask me that, but, um, I just kind of fell into my first acting role. It just kind of happened through, uh, Buck Cherry actually, you know, um, it's like, it's kind of a long story. I'll try to make it short. Uh, we were in Australia. We were, we were, uh, playing a show on the first record and our tour manager says, Hey, you're not going to believe this. Val Kilmer is here in Australia and wants to be put on the list. Him and his girlfriend want to come to the show. And I was like, what? We're, oh. And we were like, fuck yeah, man. Like do whatever you got to do. Get the guy, you know? And it turns out that his girlfriend was into Buck Cherry and got him to get her into the show. <laughs> and then, um, and then we started talking backstage and then we kind of, we, we were talking actually about motorcycles and riding motorcycles. And I had a motorcycle at the time and, and he did. And he's like, let's ride in LA sometime. And I go, yeah, sure. And I gave him my number and thought nothing of it. Um, he's never going to call me up, you know, and cut to like months later i happen to be in la i'm not on the road and i get a call from him and he's like hey i'm at the chateau marmont why don't you come down here and and hang out for a sec and i was like okay and i'm like fuck this is crazy and i, I go down there and and he's about to shoot a film called the salton sea 
And, uh, and anyways, I thought they just wanted me to write a song, you know, maybe for the movie. And, um, it turned out that they wanted to have me in the movie somehow. And I was like, uh, okay. And then the director DJ said, just pick a role and come in and audition for it. And I go, okay. And you know, I've never acted, uh, you know, but, uh, I have, you know, you know, music and I, I know how to be on when I got to be on. And like, you know, so I'm just like, fuck it. I, I chose like this really hard role and my very first acting audition, I go in and there's Val Kilmer and DJ Caruso sitting there looking at me in just a room. And I'm like, Oh fuck. What the <laughs> fuck did I do? I cannot believe I'm doing this. This is what I'm saying in my head. And then we just did the scene and that was it. Um, they, they didn't call me for like three weeks and I'm like, Oh, I didn't get it, you know? And then DJ calls me and he goes, Hey, listen, I didn't want to tell you then. Cause I just wanted to see how you were going to do. Um, but we already had casted that part, you know, but I'm going to give you a different part. And it's like actually more scenes. And I was like, great. So I played this character called big bill in the Salton sea. And that was my first acting role. And then after that, I did a bunch of more things with uh, DJ. He, he, I was in the, the Shield, a version of The Shield. And then Eagle Eye, he directed. And he had me back on a couple of things, which is great. And then it parlayed into other things. And that's how I got started. That's fucking wild, man. Oh, my God. Literally said no to nothing. It's just like, yes, okay, sure. Fuck yeah, it. Wow. I'll do it. Just got to go. Just do it. Just get yeah. it. You know, I'm, I'm grateful for, you know, the opportunity. And I learned a lot on that first, the first scene, the first shoot uh, scene I did, Vincent D'Onofrio is on set and then Val Kilmer and here I come walking in and Danny Trejo and I'm like, fuck in my head. Wow. I'm like, I am so out of my comfort zone, you know, like I just, just uh, got in there and did it and, and learned so much from those guys they're so talented well back to the uh the the first buckcherry record because uh, it's it's so good man and uh, honestly even you Thank know you. and time bomb is so underrated but before we we get into that you know the obviously the song lit up is a classic buckcherry song it's one of those songs you have to play every set and uh, I know it's about the first time you did coke but I'm really I was blown away is it true that the first time you did that it was on a Ouija board it is. I did. I did a line off a Ouija board in a, a little apartment <laughs> party next to my high school. Holy wow. fuck, man! That just seems like a horrible idea for a first time. <laughs> now, now when you're, you know, I was just, I didn't give a shit. You know, I, I went into a room and, you know, I'm already deep in my stuff. You know, I, I was like, coke. Yeah, I mean, I loved cocaine, but I was also on a tight budget at that point I was working at a, you know, I was delivering pizzas, uh, riding a scooter, you know, cause I got, I could get, I got a permit to ride a scooter at 15 and a half. And, uh, and so that was, you know, like cocaine was like so expensive for me. Like, you know, so I would just do Coke whenever I could when people had it, you know, but I was more into like pooling my money together to get paps blue ribbon with my buddies and, and buying like, <laughs> and buying shitty weed and or we would go down to Irvine Meadows and we would buy sheets of acid for a hundred bucks at like a Grateful Dead show we would just go to the parking lot and then we would we would buy a hundred hits of acid 
for, you know, a dollar a piece, right? So a hundred bucks. And we would sell them for three bucks a piece at high school. And like <laughs> fucking we made bang. <laughs> oh man, that's fucking cool. And then, well, you know, the second album, Time Bomb, it's so good. And uh, you guys hardly got any love from the label. I know that, uh, you know, you had said that um, if they you know, were unhappy with it, you guys would have went back to the drawing board, wrote more songs and all that. What, uh, what happened? What, why do you think that they, the label at the time didn't push it as, as much as they could have? I'll tell you what happened. We, we did a song called anything, anything, a drama romer song. And yeah. we just did this rough demo of this song. Right. And for some movie soundtrack and they, they liked it and they put it on their movie soundtrack. It was, it was like roughly mixed. It was nothing, you know, afterthought. And I mean, we love the song of course. And it was, it was a cool vibe, you know, Buck Cherry did, but our, our A&R guy at the time just loved this song and he wanted to, he wanted to put it on the time bomb record and make it the first single. And we were like, what? No, no way. You know, I mean, at that point I just didn't, you know, looking back, I'm like, I should have just re-recorded it. Like, so it just sounded good for, you know, my tastes and everybody else in the band as well. We wanted to be great because we had just done a rub demo and we should have just gone with it in order to keep the momentum and have the label behind us. But Instead, I was like, listen, we'll just write. But they had already greenlit our record. So it was like hard for us to take. Like, here we have this great record and you're telling us that you want to do this other song. So I go like, let's just keep writing more songs because we want to be true to ourselves and we want to write our own music. And, you know, like and that was like this um, power struggle, I guess you could say that eventually buck cherry got uh you know it affected us the worst because we didn't get a whole lot of support on that record and it's kind of the, this lost record uh time bomb and the people who have heard it love it you know and and we still play a lot of those songs live was it kind of a, a rough period because you know once all that happened and then um after i think you guys had went on hiatus and then you and keith did the whole thing with with slash and duff and and um uh, Matt Sorum and I know you know there was all the the whole Velvet Revolver thing which everybody knows about but uh, you know when that when like when that didn't pan out and then Buck Cherry kind of went on hiatus when was that like a real uh, that had to be I guess uh, I don't know I mean I had to be a horrible feeling because you know the first record you had you know lit up and, and uh, for the movies and things like that and then it's like oh boy like now it all kind of feels like it's not working out it was a very, very challenging time period for sure, you know, um, but, you know, looking back, you know, it's like everything happens for a reason and um, it made the success of 15 so incredible and, uh, you know, um, you are made of in those moments, you know, it was like, well, you know, I'd only have to ask myself, like, Josh, what, you know, like, what, a, what is this to you? Are you passionate enough to, to get it, to get to that next step and, and to believe in yourself and, and go through it? And, and uh, yeah, I just kept focused on my outcome, you know, and um, everything worked out. And we had so much going against us that the fact that we had the success that we had on 15 is insane it's the like the most insane comeback story i you know we didn't even have a record label you know and 
just so many things. We made that we made that record in 15 days. That's why we called it 15. You know, that that was it. We recorded it in 15 days. We had a tiny budget from a Japanese record deal, you know. Um, and then, you know, the rest is history. You know, it was like Crazy Bitch started getting this momentum and we were like, oh, my God, this thing is going to be crazy. You know, I just we, we didn't we didn't even see it coming. You know, we just believed in ourselves and and the rest is history. Yeah, you guys were when that record came out. You guys were gonna uh, do a video for for next to you, right? And then, like right before you started shooting, your manager was like, "Hey, like, yeah. hang, like back the fuck up." Like this song, "Crazy Bitch," is really starting to to pop off. So then you guys had to shift gears a little bit. That's exactly how it happened. You've done your homework. Yes, um, we we were we were about to make the video for next to you, and it was the, at that point MySpace was still going on, and it like all these people, we had like a million, uh, listens of, you know, or whatever you call it of crazy bitch. And then radio stations in the United States were putting it on the radio. They were doing their own edits and putting it on the radio. And we we're like, Oh my God, we got to jump on this, you know, like forget next to you. Let's, let's get on with this. And, and then, you know, you, you guys know what happened after that. It was just nuts. And then after that, of course, we had this upstreaming clause where Atlantic was just distributing the record, but they didn't want anything to do with it. And then as soon as crazy bitch, they, they upstreamed us on Atlantic record. So we had a, uh, now we were on Atlantic recording artists and, you know, and then it's, you know, it's so weird. They almost didn't want to do sorry after the whole crazy bitch thing. They didn't want to like, put out sorry and we're like no we got to put out sorry it's gonna you know th this is a great song and you and then sorry almost outdid crazy bitch it's crazy yeah i think i had heard uh i mean i'm a young guy so when that came out i was like 11 years old or something yeah we were both 11 years old <laughs> yeah so i but i remember hearing sorry first because my mom would listen to like the uh it was like the top 40 you know station or whatever and so they would play Sorry on that, you know, because that was the song that, you know, every band dreams of having where it crosses over from, you know, it's not just on, on rock radio, it's on top 40 and, you know, all this and that. So I remember hearing that song, but what <laughs> I remember, uh, it was on Crew Fest uh, in 2008. My mother, uh, such a kind soul, took me to that show. <laughs> and uh, that was when... Um, you know, I don't, I can't remember if you still do it. It's been a few years since I saw you guys, but you know, you would do a, a whole little ramble type thing in, in the middle of crazy bitch. And boy, let me tell you, that is just not the thing you want to be a part of with your mother right there. You know, and then of course it got worse when, when uh, the crew came out and Tommy had the, the titty cam and all that. It was a really, uh, it was cool right. for me as a teenage boy going through puberty, but you know, my but parents have your mom there. Is not <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, you know, yeah, well, I'm sorry. Sorry about that, but I'm, um, you know, I'll let her know. I'm sure it was fun. Oh, it was, it was a blast. But you know what I, what I find so interesting, and I, I did not know this until I was researching for this interview, is that, uh, and I don't, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but you called your mother uh, and recorded uh, the vocal on her uh, answering machine so that you didn't forget it. I did. You know, my mom has been my big, my biggest supporter. We are very close. And we've been pretty much transparent since I was uh, a teenager, you know, so she's seen it all. She knows it all. We're very, she, very honest with, you know, everything that I've done. And so um, she knows, she knows me, you know, she knows uh, that 
it's a part of me, you know? So that being said, yeah, I just was like, Hey, keep this, you know, I gotta, I gotta remember this. And <laughs> I did, I recorded it on there, you know, to your story, my mother, when I was in high school, I was, a, I was really in to Sam Kinison. I thought I don't know if you know Sam Kinison, but he's a yep. dirty comedian yep. and just so super talented. And I was like, Sam Kinison was coming to some, some venue and I wanted to go. And it was like my 15th birthday or something. And my mom was like, she got me tickets. And I went to Sam Kinison. It was like, fuck yeah. Like it was like, <laughs> it was amazing, you know? So I know what you mean. Like, but you know, to go there and to, to, um, to have my mom just be cool with it is, was really important. And it took a lot of the power out of it. I didn't have to sneak, you know, I could tell, I could talk to her about anything, you know, which was really good for me. You know, well, that's a good thing. I think most people uh, wish they had that. Uh, I'm very close with my mother, but I think most people wish they could have a relationship like that. You know? Yes, sir. What led to the, uh, the re-record of crazy bitch last year? Um, with, I, I don't even know how you pronounce it. I think it's Wi-Fi's funeral. Is that right? Is that how you say it? Yeah. Wi- Wi-Fi's funeral. Yeah. Um, it had been a long time coming. We had been trying to get a hip hop collaboration on that song for a long time. I'm a huge, I love hip hop. I listen to a lot of hip hop. So, um, you know, to have him uh, feature on that track was like amazing. And, you know, I know that our core audience really didn't get it, but it wasn't about that. It was about um, it was about doing something uh, unique. And, you know, like Aerosmith had done it back in the day with Run DMC. And I just I always wanted to do that because I really respect hip hop artists. And I just think that it is the you know, I've, I study hip hop songs and how they put them together and like it is it is such a crazy art form like and it's really hard to do like they make it seem easy but it's not it's like it's really um a crazy art form that i really like and um and i feel like that's where all the outlaws are you know so uh that's that's why i i really want to do it and i like wi-fi and um he was really gracious and was jumped all over it have you heard that trent or no I don't think so, but it is really cool when you get to see the rock world and hip hop world come together. Yeah, I think they should do. Uh, yeah. they should do more of that. It's not a very common thing now. I, you know, you kind of see a lot of it with like a little bit of hip hop and, and country kind of crossovers these days or collabs. Yeah, they call it hick hick hop. Hick hop. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, I, I think the the crossover is a good thing. You know, um, especially you know the older you get. I love you know, it. Yeah, I mean, when I was young, I used to be like, ah, oh, fuck that. I don't want to listen to that shit. But now, you know, the older I get, right. the more my music tastes kind of, you know, they're they're a little more open than they used to be. Sure. I mean, everything's spread out now. It's like, you know, it's just fun. So when you guys released the uh, the Confessions record, I know there was supposed to be like a movie uh, that was going to go along with, with that whole thing. Whatever whatever happened with that? Yeah, I, I wrote a screenplay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, just, you know, funding, of course, yeah, that was sure. really, it was like, okay, we're going to fund this and it would be a short film. And like, um, who's going to do that? You know, who's going to fund something that, you know, is basically gonna, what could we do, do with it, except maybe showcase it at like, uh, 
like these little film festivals, if we could even do that, you know, my whole idea, I, you know, I have these big ideas and then it takes a lot of money to like try to get <laughs> right, them right. To, over the finish line, you know, but my idea was like, yeah, let's, let's make this movie, which is loosely based on my childhood, you know, but, and then we could do like, we could do like these film festivals and then do headlining shows and at the film festival, we could Buck Cherry could play the whole record and then we could showcase the film, you know, and that would be really cool. And we just couldn't get the money. Well, and yeah, I think you had said you didn't feel comfortable like asking fans for, you know, like to do like a, a GoFundMe or something like that, too. That was that was brought up. And I was like, at the time, I'm like, I don't think that's that's like really cool to to do because, you know, I know how hard it is you know, the hardworking people, they, they have only so much for concert dollars, you know, and it's like to ask them to do all that. Um, it just seemed silly to me. So, uh, you know, a few years ago when, when, uh, when Keith left the band, was it, uh, was it, and I know Stevie's been around for, for a long time, but was it, was it difficult when Keith left since he had been there with you since the beginning? Like, I know you said the, the last few years were, were really weird and, it, it wasn't quite a band anymore and things like that, but was it, um, and, and obviously, you know, war paint was a fucking fantastic, probably war paint was probably the best record in my opinion since 15, but was it a little hard, uh, to continue on without him? You know, we'd already been through a, a few departures from band members and, um, can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Yeah. You know, we'd already been through a few departures uh, from band members. So we, at that point, we got really good at kind of uh, our radar was up all of us, not just Keith, you know, like all of us have radar up now because we've, we've dealt with a few transitions in that department and we had been on the road. And when you're on the road, you're, you're in close quarters of people. And so you just know when things are about to go down. And um, it, it was, it was like three years I feel like it was like three years in the, in the making to actually happen. And, um, I'm sure it was a hard decision for him to make, but, uh, everything happens for a reason and people have to do what they got to do, uh, to, for themselves to be happy, you know? And I think that's ultimately what happened, but you'd have to ask him, you know, about, about all his reasons and why he wanted to do what he had to do. But that being said, I've known Stevie since I was 19, way before I got into, before I even met Keith, you know, so, um, Stevie never was in a position to where he got to be a part of a lot of the songwriting. So for him to, uh, take over that role was really exciting for him and for me, because we have a really good friendship uh, on top of it. And we did the Josh Todd and the conflict record first before we even did a Buck Cherry record. And that was a lot of fun. And we went back to like the heavy heaviness of my roots and, and uh, we had a lot of fun making that record and it's a really good record. And so by the time we got to the war paint songwriting sessions, we were in full, what I like to call full song. And um, it was just a labor of love at that point. And so it was a pretty smooth transition, honestly. I know you, you said you, uh, you've known him for so long. What, what took it, uh, what took so long for Stevie to join Buckcherry? When I met Stevie, I was 19. Like I said, I moved to Hollywood and I met him at a job. I, I started working at this used clothing store, Aardvarks and, um, and we worked together and he was like 
Stevie's got great style. Stevie can make put anything on and look good. I fucking hate it. He does that. have like, a great can, style, man. He really does. He, he does it. He can put anything. When I met him, he had like long dreads, you know, he had his long hair and he had dreads and he would wear like, he would wear like overalls and no shirt and, or with like a tank top underneath and, and like Doc Martens and he'd look amazing, you know, and, and he was all, he was really into Prince. You know, and and he had a, he had a he was doing his own singer songwriter thing, and it was kind of princey. And I love Prince, and so we totally bonded on Prince. And then we liked partying together, and then we got we became roommates, and we were we were the toxic twins. You know, we were like crazy. You know, I have stories, crazy stories with Stevie. I mean, we've been held, we, we ditched cabs and got held up by cabbies with guns and holy fuck, like, crazy, Jesus. crazy Jesus shit. Christ. like you know. Yeah, we, you know, we, I used to bounce checks to, to Ralph's just to get beer, you know, and, and like at one point we bought a sheet of acid with our last paycheck and quit our jobs. And we were going to be like acid dealers of, you know, Los Angeles and, and nobody, and then only to come to find out that nobody wanted to buy acid in LA. Like it wasn't like Orange County, you know? And so we had all this acid and no money and we, we just wound up eating the whole fucking sheet of acid over time because we would just <laughs> you know so like those are just a few uh you know of the stories of stevie and i but anyways before uh we actually became you know in a band you know he he did his he had, he had a lot of other things he was doing and i was in a band called slam hound at the time and um so it wasn't until uh tw- you know 2005 when buck cherry when we were looking for um a guitar player you know he was always close to me and um you know keith really liked him and it was just a good fit and that's when it happened in a way is uh is, is stevie like your uh quote-unquote like musical soulmate because it seems like you know once he joined buck cherry you know for the 15 album i mean that obviously blew the band up and and uh then obviously war paint was you know the record he was heavily involved in and that was such a good album and uh, then the whole you know josh todd and the conflict thing yeah, you know, uh, it's weird how Stevie and I have always been brought back together because we were roommates in an apartment that come like this speaker house where all these people were doing meth and it became like really dark and we had a couple roommates and I had to get the fuck out of there. That's when I got sober and I lost touch with Stevie for the while because I had to kind of cut off everybody and everything so that I could get clean, you know? And, and then, you know, I like to say a God of our understanding brought us together like later on because he got, he got clean on his own path, his own journey. And then, you know, I went through the demise of my band and then, you know, Buck Cherry started happening and Buck Cherry had already been happening for a few years. And then all of a sudden Stevie I ran into him at some restaurant and I was like, dude, I'm so glad you're here. And, and like we connected and then he was sober and I, I was sober and I'm like, it was amazing. And then we just, we picked up right where we left off, except this time we were clean, you know, and, and then one thing led to another and that's, that's how it all worked out. I know, uh, Mike Platnikoff did, uh, 15 and, uh, war paint. Is he doing, uh, the, the new record too? No, Marty Ferguson uh, produced this record, and uh, he co-wrote a lot of the songs with us. You know, 
just like he co-wrote sorry with us and a, and a bunch of other songs um it, it's just been so great to be back with him and we had a lot of fun making this record uh, well, uh, uh, a few other things before we uh, wrap it up. One, uh, back to the conflict real quick. I know you said that uh, I believe that there's already a concept album that's in the works, or maybe it's already done and in the can. I'm not sure. Uh, I have a concept in mind, and we could do it really quickly, but I don't want to, uh, you know, don't know when that could ever possibly happen. But right now, one day at a time, we don't know what's going to happen, you know. Um, but I'm open to everything of course you know but we have to just play it out and see what's going on but right now it's all about hellbound june 25th buck cherry we're hitting the road june 1st and got to get this record you can pre-order it now or uh get it june 25th but i know you're you're a huge uh animal guy and uh, i think specifically i think you uh said you're a big fan of uh you like big cats a lot and I love big cats yeah what uh what did you think i'm sure you've been asked this before but what did you think of uh tiger king Oof, that was a, I mean, you know, it was interesting to watch and funny, you know, but as far as animals being, you know, uh, being cooped up like that, and I, I don't know how they, they were treated there. I just, I don't know enough about the story. I don't know enough about those places, you know, but the show was entertaining. I got a kick out of that, you know, just like everybody else did. But um, I just like more like, you know, big cats in the wild and, and sure watching you know that that type of thing my wife is really into them too that's we've bonded on on oh you know not just we we really like elephants and like at some point i want to go to africa it's really uh something on my bucket list well and then the uh the, the final thing before we we wrap it up here uh, we are huge fans of buck cherry on this show and uh caitlin over here she is uh at one point when she first started on the show we realized that she is a fantastic singer and so we decided right. that the, the two uh there's another guy that's on the show he couldn't be here today but his name is cody the alcoholic but uh we had trent and and uh <laughs> and cody the alcoholic uh do some buck cherry karaoke at one point on the show yeah it was a lot of fun to see this i was hoping that uh yeah i was hoping i could play you this uh audio real quick and get your genuine opinions on it give it to me I uh, let's see. I uh, I'm gonna try Are to. Are you play. singing on it? I am not What's singing your name again. I'm. I'm no, Logan. The, the female. Female. Oh, What's Caitlin. Your name? No, she is not Caitlin. singing on it. No, I'm not singing. <laughs> nice to meet you. I nice to meet you too. <laughs> yeah. So this first one, this is from Cody the alcoholic, who uh, could not be here today, but uh, this is his attempt at uh, uh, lit up. So let me yep. know. Let me know if you can hear it. All right. Your mama said packing lines is a sin. And yes, I'm all lit up again on the couch in my bed. And yes, I'm all lit up again. Flying. I love the cocaine. I love the cocaine. Mama can wait. Mama can wait. So that is uh, Cody the alcoholic doing lit up. <laughs> what did you uh, What did you think about that? It's not good. <laughs> oh, boy, he's going to be so crushed. I've been saying it for weeks. Like, I almost feel bad playing that for you because we all agreed it was so bad. We need to see your reaction. <laughs> and oh, let's see. I think we lost him again for oh. a second. Yeah, you know, you got to be really good now. You got to be really good because we got people, like, crushing so hot on the guitar now and little video clips online. And 
So you got to be really good. Well, here's uh, Trent, which is uh, he, he is here. This is uh, he did crazy bitch. And I got to tell you, I don't think it's that bad. I think I don't think it's good, but it's it's certainly better than uh, Code of the Alcoholic. But let's see what you think. Here we go. Scream so loud, get fucking laid. You want me to stay, but I got to make my way. Hey, you're a crazy bitch, but you fuck so good. I'm on top of it when I dream. I'm doing you all night. Scratches all down my back to get me right on. Right? That wasn't that bad, right? Well, he's got to sing a whole octave higher, you know, in the verses. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, the thing with Crazy Bitch, what everybody misses with that song is soul. You got, you gotta, you gotta have that soul. You know, it's like, uh, when I came up with a chorus of it, I wanted it to be like a hip hop track or like, you know, um, just a very soulful sounding song with not a lot of bells and whistles, a lot of space and just the groove, you know? So if you think about that, when you approach it next time and think about the pocket, got to stay in that pocket in order to make it work, you know? So maybe get a click track going. There you go, Trent. it's all about timing, you know. Yeah. That's it. If you work work on your timing and then start singing that verse an octave higher. See, we did this. Good. We did this on the spot when you wanted me to do it. Yeah, I did put him on the spot when we did it. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I would love to practice and maybe we right. do it again. Just, you gotta just dance with it, dance with it, and you'll hit it. Well, you know? Josh, uh, oh, yeah. thank you so much for being here. We really do appreciate it. Yes, thank you. My pleasure. You guys are great. Great, great questions. Uh, make sure you check out Hellbound when it comes out June 25th. And I don't know, Josh, maybe we'll, uh, maybe we'll see you in, uh, I think you're coming to Cleveland, yeah, I, I believe. Blues. Yeah, yeah. Great. So Let's do it. Maybe we'll make see sure you there. Make sure you guys come up and say hello. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, good, all right. luck. good luck with your singing, Caitlin. Oh, thank you. Know? you. Yeah, she's the really best, good. You know? I, she is actually really good. The other two. Just... You know what I mean? Just... Uh, just be relentless every day. Try to learn something new. Try to better your range. You know, try to try to yeah. do something better. You know, that that's that's it. Yeah. Every, thank you. Everything works out. Well, Josh, thank you. We will be right back on the crash re- uh, crash report. Hang on. <laughs> like and subscribe to the show so we can spam your notifications with new episodes, clips, and some BS you don't care about. We're back to the crash report. All right, we are back here on the Crash Report. We'll have to get Cody the Alcoholic on the phone and let him know that uh, Josh Todd said uh, that was not good. <laughs> I hope Cody expected that, not expected to hear great things out of Josh Todd for uh, that. I, I hope so. Um, I got to get Cody <laughs> on the phone too because we got to talk about the incident last week at uh, Kid Rock's bar in yes. Nashville. You could say it was quite a shitty situation there in uh, Nashville. <laughs> Clever. <laughs> Original. Yeah, right? Well, let's see. Do you have the drum cymbal sound in that board? Didn't. I took it out. Oh, well, screw, you. screw you, man. That's a good sound. Cody, you there? Yo. Yo. <laughs> Yo. What's going on? We just got off the, uh, the line with Josh Todd from Buckcherry. Yes, that I couldn't be there, man. Well, uh, it's probably for the best that you weren't because we played him your karaoke. 
Oh, God. And uh, would you like to hear what he said? He gave a right. he gave you he gave you a two word review. Okay. Not good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, I, I I should have expected that. Uh, I kind of did expect that. <laughs> good. I'm glad to hear you kept your expectations low on that one. Yeah, because it was fucking terrible. I mean, my mo- my mother watched that and she was like. Is Cody trying to be serious? Because that was horrible. <laughs> That's hilarious, bro. Are you in a hotel room right now? No. You are? No. Oh, are you at your buddy's house? Mm-hmm. I see. Well, it's probably good you weren't here because he's been sober. And, and uh, honestly, we probably went into, we would have went into sober power hour because we probably would have asked him what we can do to sober you up. Yeah, some wise words for Cody the alcoholic. Yeah. Get your life oh, straight. Lord. Get your life straight. <laughs> oh, Lord. I must yeah, say. Whatever, yeah. whatever guys. Right. I, I must say, though, Cody, thank you for being so bad because you just made me look 10 times better. Yeah, we played transfers. <laughs> and, and although I got to tell you, I think Josh thought it sucked just as much. I think when I was going on and on about how much better I thought it was, <laughs> he was like, okay, well, these guys must really think this good. So I got to tell them, just keep working on it. You know, just, just get in the groove, man. Get in the pocket. You know, but he was cool. I, I mean, next to Co- if Cody was like, let's say a two for Josh Todd, he probably just put me at a four. Like, okay, <laughs> you weren't good, but you're better. <laughs> Did you hear Trent's version, Cody? Yes. I told Trent earlier today. I thought he sounded like an autistic Josh Todd. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's fucked up. Hey, so uh, <laughs> hey, you remember when uh, we were down at? Uh, of course, you remember it, uh, Kid Rock's bar in Nashville. Oh, yeah. I can't say, of course, to that, Logan. I mean, he might have been so drunk he doesn't remember. Well, that is true. And that is no, true. No, I, I remember. You do. Um, so, the, I think it was last week, a guy showed up at the bar, and he was swinging uh, his fucking colostomy bags around. Do you know what a colostomy bag is, Cody? Oh, yeah. What is it? <laughs> the fucking bag that you got to use if you got... Uh, who hooked up so that you can shit and piss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he got the, I guess the guy got the cops called on him three times in one night, and the final time was at Kid Rock's bar, and he started uh, swinging the bags of uh, shit That's at the uh, at the police officers. Oh, my uh, God. Yeah. So some of the cops were covered in shit. Oof. That's a big oof. <laughs> I thought we had a great story from that bar but i don't think it beats a guy throwing shit at cops not even i mean that's close. not really a great that's not a great story though yes it is if <laughs> we were there could you imagine oh if we God. were there when that would have happened i mean listen how nasty there. these sound effects are did, did you record this yourself <laughs> i did that's right <laughs> i did uh can you hear those sounds on the phone cody yeah kind of kind of <laughs> 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 oh man you know what's funny oh. is uh uh there was oh cody are you gonna be here next week hopefully right was this a taco bell shit by the way yeah yeah <laughs> yeah actually yeah actually <laughs> last, last week after the show cody and i got t-bell oh boy and uh it was the nastiest t-bell i've ever had in my life really i mean i i was convinced i was gonna get food poisoning it tasted oh. that bad you remember Jeez. that did you did you bring up uh the josh did you bring up us buying him uh, food that one time at the Agora? No, I did not. 
Oh, wow. See, I should have been there. I mean, I just don't think buying uh, rider things for Buckcherry underage is that interesting. I mean, it's a cool story, though. Also, like, cue the cricket sound you get them on the show, <laughs> then you get them, then you get them on the show. I mean, that's. I think you. I feel like you would think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I just, uh, I just don't really think it's that great. See, <laughs> <laughs> so, so Keelan, I'm mean, helping you out. Use it for something bro, else. <laughs> um. All right. Well, Cody. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. Cricket. Cricket. All right, that's enough. See ya. <laughs> oh, hey, 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 you know what? In, uh, hey, in typical fashion, crash report fashion, you want to uh, plug your band? Nah, nah. All right, are you sure? Oh, come I don't on. Think I don't think we're. I don't think we're. Uh, we're breaking up, so I don't think it's. Oh come on, plug it one time. Come on, man. One no, time. No, no, Monty's breaking up. So hey, I already get. Now listen, I we we uh, we put you on the spot. We embarrassed you in front of Josh Todd for Buck Cherry. Go ahead, and, and you can get a plug for your band then. No, no, my band's breaking up, so. Oh, that's That's right. what I like to hear. <laughs> that's what I want to hear. No more of that <laughs> shitty band. <laughs> no, we're no. never going to break up. No, no more of Cody saying, bro, bro, you got to listen to this. Come on, come on, come here. No, you need to listen to, to this. When we were in Tennessee, he was doing it to everybody in the fucking cabin with us. <laughs> hey, you hear my band? And everybody's like, when are you going on tour? Oh, <laughs> All right, Cody, you, you sure you don't want to plug it real quick? I think Zach will want right. you to plug it. Yeah, once Zach wants you to plug it. All right, all right. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, as always, go on and check out Molly on the All right, thank you, yeah, Cody. Yeah, thank you, Cody. Uh, I just realized <laughs> the, uh, I was playing these diarrhea sounds off of YouTube because it was a 10-hour video, so I couldn't get the audio because it was 10 fucking hours. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> but the uh, the channel that uploaded it, the channel name is The Diarrhea God. <laughs> how uh, many 10 how, hours? How, how many followers does this person have? How many subscribers? He's got 6.6 uh, 6, thousand. I better have more than him <laughs> at some point. If I don't, I'm going to be fucking depressed hearing that. Uh, let's, see what other, <laughs> let's see what other videos he's got. Oh, let's hear this one. I want to hear this one. This is uh, unedited <laughs> bubbly shorts and farts. Here we go. Unedited, huh? <laughs> Sounds like a whoopee cushion. Yeah. This one's an hour and a half. Let's fast forward. What 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 would it be on? You know, what would it be edited? That's my question. What's the di- what would be the difference? <laughs> unedited. This is, this is the unedited Christ. version, right? Yeah, unedited bubbly shorts and farts. So was this dude just a fucking shit and farting for an hour plus just trying to get content? Oh, he just puts them together. It says, uh... <laughs> Ew, this video contains a collection of older farts and shards, some of which may have not been heard before. All clips are unedited because I'm not editing about a thousand audio clips. Who has a thousand audio clips of this? Oh my God. Th- right, this person must have like a shit fetish or something, man. Let's see. What's his most popular video? That's what I really want to know. Most popular. Oh, it's the one we played. Wow. <laughs> All right. Let's try this one. This is the last one. All right. Which one do you guys want to do? Big toilet blowout? Or deep thunderous <laughs> toilet farts. The big, which whatever. The big toilet was. blowout. Yeah, that's, big. that's that's what I'm thinking too. <laughs> Let's see. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck! <laughs> Is the, the description for the video says 
So my stomach has just hated me the last few weeks. I must have spent a, <laughs> I must have spent a good fifty percent of my time the last week sitting on the old crapper. It's definitely resulted in a major monster video featuring twenty eight different audio clips. Dropping mass diarrhea twenty eight times over the last seven days. Just kill me now. And then he goes on to say, but as always, my talent is also my curse and my pain is everyone's pleasure. <laughs> wow. Uh, uh, you know, what's funny about uh, Kid Rock's bar. I uh, saw this Yelp review. Fuck Yelp reviews, man. <laughs> well, I was reading an article that had uh, compiled these Yelp reviews. I think mm-hmm. I saw this on Loudwire. Okay. And they would put like a little brief little headline boy now i feel like i, I can just like can't get the shit sounds out of my head wait you mean loudwire had something on there other than Corey taylor i know I, that's unbelievable yeah, i know they're finally getting into some real journalism over there get a loudwire yeah it's about time but the uh you know they put all these reviews down and then headlined headlined each review with a little snippet and uh that this i think you'll know why i decided to read this one uh <laughs> read this review after the title they gave to it okay this is a Yelp review title from Loudwire. This is not the title of the actual review. Loudwire says, but don't come to Kid Rock's Honky Tonk if you're an ass clown or have T-Rex arms. <laughs> so I was like, oh, fuck. I guess I can't go there. So I uh, I read this review, and uh, I don't really, I don't know. I, I, I do hate people on Yelp. Oh, dude, they're the worst. He goes, ass clowns. These idiots that say it's too loud, and then in parentheses, it's a fucking honky tonk. That means loud music every day, all day. Bars are too big and can't reach the other side. What do you have, fucking T-Rex arms? Don't like the music? Go to another floor. There are five, dumbass. Rick Springfield? Who doesn't like Rick Spring- Springfield? I have heard Bo Cephas, B.B. King, Elvis, Kid Rock, Motorhead, and every other artist, past and present. Yes, I have two favorite places on Broadway, Kid Rock's and Kid Rock Steakhouse. Ass clowns, pull your head out, enjoy life, and stop bitching. Enjoy life or move the fuck on. That was so well said. <laughs> What's that? That was well said. Yeah, I guess so. But uh, yeah, I guess I'm uh, not welcome at uh, Kid Rock's bar. No, I guess not. <laughs> I think even uh, the adult Chuck E. Cheese had fucking Yelpers in there. Oh, really? And, 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 you, and you know, if something's wrong, they'll say like, oh, well, I'm a Yelp reviewer. And uh, blah, 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 blah. it's like, fuck off. Dude, I th- let me check. I think Yelp, I had like a bunch of followers on. Really? Yeah, and I somehow had like a bunch of followers on uh Cora too. I'd love to see Yelp reviews of the crash report. Oh God! <laughs> Can you imagine? Well, we got uh, four, fourteen, or four and a half stars out of five on uh, Apple. How many? Four out of five? You said four point five out of five stars. Wow! Yeah, some dumbass little bitch gave us a one star. Oh well, fuck that bitch! I know. We got to find out who it was so we can call him and see what's up. Uh, <laughs> let me see. I guess I don't. I don't have Yelp on my phone, but uh, I thought I did. Or you know what? That might have been. Uh, Gary, maybe Gary rated a one star. It probably was. <laughs> I'm telling you, I was telling Caitlin before the show. Uh, if you're new to the show, Caitlin is dating my cousin. I, I literally almost said Caitlin is dating my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Caitlin is dating my cousin, uh, G-Man the Alcoholic. I have 539 followers on Yelp, which is so fucking weird to me. That is weird. Um, anyways, she's dating my cousin, and I was telling her before the show started, he fucking hates me. Ever since this show started, he does not like me anymore. Hates you, hates the show, hates me. Yeah. Seriously, what's the deal with that? I don't, he doesn't talk crap about you. That's like. He don't call me anymore. I don't know. I can ask him. He's probably not not even going to come to my kid's birthday party this week. 
Is it this week? No, I told yeah. him about that, and he said, thank you. Oh, okay. So right. I'm sure we'll come. Well, yeah, how could you not come to my kid's party? Right. Though? I love how we're talking about this, and Trent's just sitting over here like, wait a second. What party? <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, I didn't get invited to this party. I wasn't invited. Uh, I was going to invite Cody the alcoholic, but uh, I didn't want to pick him up. I had to give him a fucking ride. Yeah, uh, and fuck knows who. I don't even, I really have no idea where Cody's town is, where he was at today. I don't know either. I never heard of Westfield. I don't. Yeah. There's, a, there's a town called Westfield Center, but he just said Westfield. I don't, Cody probably doesn't even fucking know where he's going. No. Probably, probably said Westfield. He probably meant, meant Westlake or something. <laughs> Maybe. You know, he probably started drinking at 6 a.m. I would never pick up Cody from Westlake and Bram here. That is way out of the way, no, dude. I, no, I agree. <laughs> Fuck that. Um, all right. Well, I suppose that uh, about does it for us. Uh, of course, this episode brought to you by Major Awesome Hot Sauce. You can go to their website, majorawesome.com. Use code CRASH to check out for 10% off your order. You can hit, up on, hit them up on Instagram at Major Awesome Hot Sauce. You can also hit us up. On all social media at Crash Report Show. You can go to our YouTube channel, watch clips, highlights, full interviews, and more. And of course, while you're on YouTube, you can go over to Trent's channel, Coral Gaming, K O R L Gaming, and uh, see what he's doing over there. And go follow me on Twitch oh at Coral God. X Creature, please. Uh, I muted you too late, goddammit. <laughs> uh, yeah, Trent, any final words? Am I unmuted? <laughs> Any final words that are that are not have to do with plugs we already did? I uh, just thank you all for listening. Hope to see you back next week. Caitlin, any final words? Yeah, thanks for listening. Now I have a confidence boost. Yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. You have a confidence boost, but he didn't even hear you sing. I know, but he still gave me good advice. Yeah, well, hey, maybe you could uh, take over uh, for him someday. Yeah. You can front Buck Cherry. Yeah. Right? I'd listen to Buck Cherry with a, with a female in it. That'd be interesting. Yeah, that would be an interesting take on Buck Cherry. Yeah. I mean, imagine Caitlin singing Crazy Bitch. <laughs> or cra- crazy Dick. There you go. Uh, yeah. yeah, there you go. Singing about G-Man the Alcoholic. Yeah. And actually, you know, we've always talked about what a great ass Garrett yeah. has. And, you know, Buck Cherry <laughs> has a song called Tight Pants. So that That's might Garrett. might be fitting for him. Yeah. You know? She could front Buck Cherry. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, I suppose we will see you next week. Uh, yeah, it's the Crash Report. See ya. We'll see you next time on the Crash Report. While you wait, make sure to like and subscribe to the show, damn it. Thanks for listening.